Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. serenity as of late how do you get there i don't know i just it just comes and i just think oh my god really yeah it's a, did it's, you always have serenity no no always filled my head i think it's because i'm weeding a lot I'm doing a lot of weeding literally yes out in the garden huh pulling weeds and you're and, serious oh yeah it's very therapeutic Pull i mean metaphorically in. sure but like literally weeding I it's don't... hard work it's definitely hard work huh. but it's fantastic odd yeah <laughs> i i i gotta say like i was watching um i was watching mad men i think i told you about this and there's a scene where he's like he's having an affair and the woman that he's having an affair with has a cross on her neck and he's kind of the don draper this main character he's kind of taking shots at her about the cross he's like what do you do do you do you like pray when i leave and she goes i do and he's like, for what? And she goes, for you. And he, he goes, for me to come back? And she goes, no, for you to have peace. And in that moment, I felt so much like Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I was at peace. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. Just really? To, no. Mm -mm. I can't imagine what it would feel like to just be at peace. To not be tortured with something going on in the world fixing the world changing the world changing myself trying to be better trying to do more like it's good to be ambitious but at what point can you just you know what i mean i do but i'm to be honest i'm really surprised you've never felt i mean mm -mm. it gets worse with age too that's what's so odd I told my shrink, like, I was like, I'm 39, and I might be having a midlife crisis. I really, and it's funny because I don't feel 39. I don't feel halfway into the grave, but I am. Oh, I'm, my God. But, no, really, think about that. It's is the that truth. Where you're, is that what you're yeah, thinking about I these think days? about this stuff all the time. But for some reason, like, at 39, I told my shrink, I'm like, 
what happens now? Like, I just get older and, like, watch people die. And it's just bizarre. I don't know why my head is in that space, but it's always. And then I look at my kids and I'm like, okay, no. This is, like, new connections. My mom has always told me that, yes, people will die and bad things will happen and losses will occur. But, you know, life is about making new connections. And, you know, I have my kids and I'm invested in their their youth and their health and their future. And that's bright and positive. But there is something about having kids that makes you feel like a National Geographic documentary. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, like, like the mother octopus like, gives everything to the baby, little octopi. And then yeah. after she gives birth to them and they kind of like leave their little octopi nest she dies. She dies? <laughs> she does die. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. I cried like crazy. I know. There's something about kids, though, man. Like, they they really put it in perspective. It's not about you anymore, and you're just you're looking at the next generation. And I don't know, dude. I, I want to find peace. You be the expert. Tell me how to find peace. I can't find it. You it's, tell me. Okay. You know what it is? It's not no. in what you think it is. What does and that that's, mean? And you have to mourn the loss of it means what well, what I have learned <sighs> and mostly lately is what I thought would make me happy mm. is not. Hmm. And for me to let go of that okay. and mourn it Interesting. has brought me peace. It's like, it's okay, Janice. Interesting. Um, and so not that I know what I'm to do, not that I know. Uh-huh. I think part of my problem is I have all these things I want to achieve. Sure. And having not achieved them, I'm like, I'm 39. I have to get here, here, and here. Do you know what I mean? I do. But don't forget, I've got 15 years on you, right? I'm, I mean, I'm 15. Susie Orman tells me she has peace. She's happy every day. See, and she's, how old is she? She's, she's older than you. I think she's in her 60s. See, and I don't think, uh, you're still, you're still in, in rev gear. I am now in cruise gear it's a difference it's a different with age i I don't maybe maybe you're not gonna find it till you're older i don't know (sighs) i mean i know you want it now but maybe i think part of it is i'm in rev gear but i'm like i told my my shrink i'm like i'm i'm 39 like it's getting harder do you know what i like i get tired like i didn't used to get tired sure i I bet you do you know what i mean like i used to be able to to go harder to go longer to go like in every way, personally, professionally, physically, and it's just it takes its toll on me. But it could also be that as the years go on, I've taken on more. So it's not like I have just me to take care of. I also have me and the dogs and the bird and the horses and the kids and Heidi and my entire office and you know just and I feel I think all this pressure so as I've gotten older, it's gotten harder, but there's more to support. I, you know, do you remember just being like Jake? I don't even remember what it would be like to be your age and I was just, just gonna be say, just you. He's at the big. He's like the, the, I know, the, and enjoy others. it because you, as life goes on, you start to take on all of this responsibility and carry the weight of like a partner, kids. You, you know, your parents start to age, and you're dealing with that as you you would know, Janice. But I like I look down the future and I'm like, what am I gonna do when my mom? I have to then, you know, she's not my mom anymore. Like, the roles reverse. Certainly. We're not there yet, but I look down the future. I'm like, how am I going to handle that? Like, my my mom is 
There's always somebody older there. There's always, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, dude. I, I, I wonder, and I look at Heidi, and she's not tortured like me. I'm tortured. Really, there's something <laughs> wrong with me. I was gonna, I was gonna I'm ask. A tortured soul. This well, so, God. Some of the things you're saying, like, yeah, those are your responsibilities, oh. but you just listed off a ton of things that that you shouldn't be solely responsible for. But what makes you feel responsible for every single thing? I don't know, honey. That's a great question. I think it's just the way I grew up. I always felt like, um, you know, my dad was just a nut job and he abandoned his kids after me. And so I took care of them probably because I wished that, you know, somebody had saved me when I was their age. And you're right. That could be part of it. Absolutely. Uh, and like, like I'm, my shrink is like, you're not omniscient. Like you're not Gaia. You're not able to change or save the world, but it's everything. Like we were in Mexico and we went on this boat and we went snorkeling and we got back and on the dock, right in the Marina in Cabo San Lucas, there was a, um, a booth with a baby lion cub in a glass cage. And they were claiming to have run a sanctuary and tourists could take pictures with this baby lion cub and the money supposedly went to some sanctuary. And I was like, this is going to F with me now, not only for the rest of our trip, but now I'm home and I'm like, should I call PETA? Like, I know the guy. <laughs> you know, like I don't, and they're so overextended. But it, it's just like I can't just see that and keep going. No, it eats a hole in my soul. And a normal person has the ability to like defend against that. There's something wrong with me. I don't know. I'm broken. Uh, no, I I, I am. I don't think the normal. When you say the normal person, I think if 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 I saw that. Are you kidding? If Jake saw that, but would you be able to move on? No, I think about it all the time. I think about it all the time. I'm sure you do. It's been a week, and I I think about it. I'm like, because don't oh forget, my God. don't forget what my shrink. Remember? Okay, this is. I'll go back to my yeah. shrink. Remember when I tried to save the cow? <sighs> yeah. And you told. I'm seriously. The cow. And the you cow. said you're trying to save. And my shrink. Remember, my shrink yeah. said you're trying to save yourself. I know. And it. I totally it it went. Oh my God! And then you said it, and I, I went, know. "Jesus, yeah." So you see, you we you we project ourselves into yeah. that. So obviously, there's like this tortured part of me. But other people are just better at sort of kind of true building the building a, an emotional defense. I don't know. I want to find peace. I look at Heidi, and she's 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 a peaceful person. She's happy, you know, enough with the world like life doesn't torture i don't watch the news i can't read the paper because i just can't deal with it but julian look at the city you live in i'm so there's a there's a big difference yeah. between living in a city like los angeles i mean everybody's fighting for something and they know that if the, once their face goes they're ruined or once right. they do a yeah, bad that is movie very they're LA. ruined yeah and, that's true and you're always like you're always kind of just hanging on this edge of ruin, it feels like. That's how here. I, yeah, that is that is how L.A. feels all the time. Yeah. So hanging on the edge of ruin. You're absolutely right. So one bad move. It's like one bad show or one bad review. Yep. So, yeah. It could be the culture you're living into. That's this, true. This, it, That's interesting. Maybe. Because there's that. 
And then there's also just like, you know, just horrible things that occur in the world. And I have to, yeah. I like, I literally have to put my head in the sand or I won't, I will go into such a deep, dark space mm-hmm. that I, I, I have to just be like, no, no, that's not happening. Uh, or like, I don't, you know, I don't want to know, like horrible things will happen and people will try to tell me. I'm like, if, unless it's fixable, don't share it. I don't want to hear it. I, think, I don't want to know. Yeah. With all the horrible things that happen, there's almost always somebody working against it or somebody that's right. helped it. And there's always, you yeah. know, these good things that have come out of these horrible stories. You're right, Jake. So maybe you should, you know, you should do a little research on, let's just say there's something terrible going on in a different country. I know. Look look up who's who's helping that and, you know, see that there are people and that it's not completely helpless. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that's true. And again, and I, and I once had this conversation with my mom when I was having a darker day. And she's like, you know, honey, look around you. I think we talked about this once before on the show. She's like, drive on the freeway. And as much as you think you want to kill someone driving on the freeway here, try to appreciate how many hundreds of thousands of people are on that freeway and how many of us are having to cooperate to, like, get from A to B on the road together, to, like, follow the rules, fall in the sink, cooperate together to have, you know, there's something like 13 million people in LA and yes there are car accidents but more often than not there aren't she's like you don't see you know you're not looking at the cooperation you're not looking at the goodness in the world and the love in the world and you know I I started to become almost agoraphobic for a little while because I just couldn't hear more pain in the world the tour effed me up a little bit I think Mm -hmm. because and it's like I okay so we did an audition for Loser, and um, all the contestants are, are in the room, right? And we've changed things up this season because I was like, I feel like I'm the one who's responsible for trying to help these people in an absurd scenario, which is the biggest loser, right? You could go home in a week. You get voted off the freaking show. It's on an absurd time frame and an absurd environment. And I'm the one that has to try to break through to them. And producers and, and network execs are casting this. And while I appreciate they know who makes good television, I also need to be able to help that person mm-hmm. with what what I have to offer and in the environment I'm given. So I bitched and screamed after last season and they, they said, all right, fine. And they let me and Bob and Dolvet interview these guys. We've interviewed 41 people and 15 will be chosen. And I'm sitting in the room and this one got molested and that one got molested. And this one's wife died of a brain tumor. And this one's father died when he was 10 years old of a massive coronary. And, th- and I, by the time that day was over, went home didn't speak at all. Thank God the kids were in bed and slept for 14 hours. It just, and I was, and that's what the tour did to me. It's like seeing the pain. I I have got to learn. And I've always told myself this. You've got to learn how to be grounded. You've got to learn how to kind of like how to help, but not like the lifeguard that goes out to get somebody, but you got to know how not to drown. Right. And it's something I've worked on my entire life and I'm clearly not there yet. And it's like, you know, you came in and you're like, I've had these amazing moments of serenity and I'm just so envious of you. And it's like, I'm supposed to help people get to that place, but it's something that I struggle with constantly, constantly. And I think that's what makes me me is I'm on this, like, I have to fix everything, change everything. I think going into this next season, I'm like, oh my God, 
And, of, you know, and, of, and I used to yell at the producers because I was like, you give me <laughs> – it's always me and the bad news bears, right? It's always me and, like, the most broken contestants. And then we always get slaughtered, and I always have to, like, aggressively motivate them. And, and, you know, Bob will have, like, Dolvet will have the ex, you know, NFL player. And, and, right. And so, of course, this time I'm like, I want the widower. <laughs> <laughs> and my executive producer looked at me, and she goes, when you have all of the most broken contestants, you have no one to blame but you. When you lose weigh-in after weigh-in after weigh-in, you chose all these people. <laughs> and I do. It's where I go. It's yeah. obviously, and, and, you're, and you're right, Jake. It's like I do need, in order to maintain my sanity and be a better mom and better at my job, I've got to really start refocusing more and looking at and searching out and making an effort to see all the good in the world. Because it is where you put your attention. It is where you, you know, where you put what you put your focus on. All right. There's some takeaway in there, isn't there? Or do we just, did I just take people on a narcissistic rabbit hole? No, 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 no. There's a lot of takeaway. segment for you oh good yeah and it's because of your your foot problem <laughs> my hoof and mouth disease <laughs> yeah oh my foot problem yeah and you know what we also got an uh, email about the same foot problem yeah plantar fasciitis yes anybody out there who struggles with pain in the arch of your foot or the or the and the heel too because it comes from the oh man and it can be brutal I've known people that have had it. It is so painful. And a lot of things can go wrong with our feet, actually. I got to tell you, it's like, especially when you're working out often, it can get exacerbated. So if you have something like plantar fasciitis or calluses or corns or you know tennis toe when you lose yes. the toenail on the toe and bunions, oh my gosh, or a heel spur or all that stuff, you really, I, I got to say, you've got to be mindful of taking care of your feet when you're working out. Because if you mess up your foot, you're donezo. I mean, you can always get on the bike or you can get in the pool, but it's just such a bummer. So I pulled some tips for you, Jay. Oh, good. Yeah. The first one is obvious. Invest in a good pair of shoes. Yep. And I got to tell you, I tried because I really tried to get, I like, I tried a couple different things. Because another thing that I get and I got it, um, so funny because Bob had it. And uh, it's called the Morton's Neroma. And it's I've in your foot, yeah. Oh, and it's when you get like a pinched nerve in between the metatarsals of your foot, right? And I get it like right between my third and fourth toe on my right foot. And it comes from because my foot's really wide. Whenever I try to wear heels, it gets caused because it pinches your foot. So it started actually from when I was on the doctors because of the heels. I'm wearing those heels all day long. And uh, oh, interesting. So Bob always, he's like, I like these. Because he likes those CrossFit shoes or something that 
barefoot shoes or whatever and I oh, tried yeah. it. Did not work for me. It made it ten times worse. You need a stability yeah, shoe. Yeah, right? I, I tried it because I really wanted to keep an open mind and um, it just, at the end of the day, get yourself a good workout shoe, an athletic shoe with cushioning. And, you know, they try to say, oh, well, I love the way anybody with a new health or fitness diet trend harkens back to prehistoric times like paleo. Oh, all right. Well, just so you know, when people were paleolithic, there also wasn't hormones or chemical preservatives and crap in the food, just to be clear. But so, oh, you know. We we were not supposed to wear shoes thousands of years ago. Well, you know what? We've evolved wearing shoes. We are yeah, evolved. We're bought it. That, it's good it, it, Did you see that thing on the internet where they say what we're going to look like in 20,000 years, our heads? No. Is it going to be huge? Big heads? It's bizarre. Yeah, it's what we're going to look like. I don't we, think we're going to make it 20,000 years personally. But, but, but you're absolutely right. When we were tearing brontosauruses apart with our teeth yeah. back then, we our bodies were different. We are changing. You evolve. Exactly. And and our feet have our not feet. evolved to not wear shoes, unfortunately. So please invest your invest in a good pair of shoes and stay away from the trends, man. Like I'm sorry, the finger toe shoes and the whatever. I hope to God you've got amazing. If you do it, you better really adapt your body gradually over time. There's nothing wrong with just a good pair of shoes. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I've worn good shoes to work out for years. And I, I never had problems until I didn't. So good shoes. And you want to make sure that there's enough room to wiggle your toes. And you don't want your heel to slip out of the back when you're walking. Plus, your feet swell when you're training, so you want to buy your shoes about a half a size bigger. We've said that before. You also need to know when to replace your shoes. True. That's a good point because they may still look good, yeah. but they're crap. The shock absorption is gone. So especially if you're a runner, you got to replace those shoes somewhere between 250 to 500 miles. And you're going to need a new pair of shoes every three to five months if you're working out regularly. Yes. Look, look, oh, look, Janice look. pulled up this really creepy photo. It's on Forbes. So this this is a why are their eyes so big? This is a hundred thousand years. Because that's what's going to happen to our bodies. That's what our, our eyes get really large. Yeah, isn't that bizarre? Why are our eyes getting so big? Who knows? Maybe because we're our feet hurt so damn much. It's like shame my feet. Isn't it bizarre? That's what's going to happen. And our heads going to get that much bigger? Our big big foreheads. Why? I don't know. It just gonna, the way we're evolving. Yeah, out. tell me what the logic is on that while I while I continue my segment. <gasps> Obviously, socks. Moisture wicking socks because the moisture in your socks can cause blisters. So we want moisture wicking socks. And if you get blisters, don't pick at them. Let them be. Yeah, don't, pop. don't pop it. Don't mess with it. Wash it well and keep it clean because you can get a bad infection. Bad, bad, bad. And if you've got a shoe that's giving you a blister, get get a new pair of shoes. I tried a shoe recently and... It it had this weird tongue on it that wrapped around the arch of my foot, mm. and it, it like rubbed on the arch of my foot because my foot's really wide, and I was like, this doesn't. It, Heidi can wear it because her foot's more narrow, but I was like, this doesn't work for me. No. Is that why you? Is that why you are barefoot a lot? I, mean, I wear flip flops all the time. Yeah. Because yeah, my foot is so wide. Yeah, and it, it's like I have a little ape foot, monkey foot. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm two feet tall with a foot like a freaking gorilla. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> God. 
And all right, now calluses and corns. So what these are are basically layers of compacted dead skin. And usually you get them on the soles of your feet. Corns can appear on your toes. And it's from pressure. It's from friction of skin rubbing against the shoe. So use mole skin and apply padding to the area where you've got calluses or corns. Right. That's going to help. And what I do regularly is remove the calluses. I go get pedicures and I remove them. Yeah. And take them off in the shower so they don't become impacted areas of dead skin. So stay on top of it. Toenails. Trim them straight across. Yeah, you're not supposed to cut the edges, apparently, because then you get the ingrown Ingrown toenails. Bad, bad, bad. And make sure that they're trimmed enough. They're not too long or you get tennis toe. Or the toenail smashes up against the front of the shoe. Oh, yeah. And you can lose the nail. It's not cute at all. My friend was training for uh, a marathon and lost her toenail. Love you anyway, Ash, even though you're creepy. <laughs> now that you lost your shoe, your toe. You're creepy. Yeah, it is the full. I was like, girl, really? Ooh, it's like little alien foot. So, uh, also, uh, talk about, sorry, talk about, ask about shoe modifications. Mm-hmm. So, some people need help aligning their foot and their shoe. You can get orthotics, you can get arch supports, you can get heel cups, you can get toe inserts. So if you have foot problems or you're feeling pain in your shoe, check with your podiatrist because they can help you fit the shoe and modify it so it works better for your foot. And I've been getting chiropractic. I've been getting laser treatment on my plantar fasciitis. Oh, how's that helping? Great. And But I'm also wearing a splint at night to keep my foot in this position. Yeah, inflection. And, and it, I just went, no way is that going to work. No. And you know what? I'll be damned if ever since I started wearing that foot splint at night. It I helps. mean, it, it helps a lot. And he's also going to, I'm going to walk on the computer thing soon and to get orthotics because I need to get orthotics. Yep. And what he said, and I've always fought orthotics because, and I think because we've seen, remember the old style? They were like bricks. They were like, yeah. a, it was like a, a hunk of plastic. They're not like that now, though. They aren't. And no. that's what he said. He said they've come so far with, with orthotics. So um, anyway, just having this kind of injury and it takes, what he said, which was good, he said it isn't something that will come back. Like, if you take care of it. Like, it's not one... I kept on saying, oh, is this going to be one of these things I'm going to have for the rest of my life? And he said, no, plantar fascia, you can heal it, but it takes a long time yep. to heal. Yeah, and did he talk to you about deep tissue massage? Yes, and he started yep. doing that. Yeah, myofascial Very- release. When I, I owned a sports medicine facility, and it's like they would dig in there, man, and break it up, and it hurts like a you-know-what. Yeah. And ice. ice. Roll your foot on an ice a frozen bottle. You made Freeze me do the bottle, that on And roll your foot on it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, so, so but foot injuries, that? I do, that I do feel you. good just because it's so debilitating. I a know, foot injury yeah. is so debilitating. Yeah, you're stuck. I hear you. Oh God, I'm exhausted. All right, well, that was for you. Thanking you. I'm sure everybody was bored, but <laughs> freaking talk about feet. Did it say Jake? Why are we gonna have the big eyes? No, it do- it doesn't say. It just says that our faces get bigger, our skin gets darker, and our hair gets thicker to cover our bigger heads for heat loss or something? I wouldn't mind thicker hair. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I don't want that. Skin gets darker, but sun protection. But it also said that by that time, 100,000 years, you know, we were going to be able to genetically modify ourselves however we really want to look. Oh, that'd be fun. So I would like for my ass to not have cellulite. (laughs) 100,000 years from now, no cellulite. Wouldn't that be neat? Oh, my God, how awesome. Yeah, just having a baby. jealous. Be normal. Yeah. Wow. Choose your traits. I would choose no cellulite. You you know what? And I tall. I'd like to be tall. 
I, you know, I think you need to get do some acceptance on how you are. Oh, I accept I it, but just if fine. it was fixable, I'd fix it tomorrow. No, I don't know what I do to mine, my body. <laughs> oh, never mind. You know what Remain I mean? Remain old, <laughs> craggy. I'm not old and craggy. I'm pretty spry. We we had talking a... about your foot's busted up. Okay, my foot's busted up, but uh, it's healing. So when it demand. busted its knee up. And I busted oh, the yes, knee up last year. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Uh, I, that's right. I busted the knee up yeah, last year. Yeah, it's just falling to pieces. You, <sighs> you genetically modify them. <laughs> don't pretend. Now, I don't want them big thyroid eyes, though. No, so, I yeah. agree. The yeah. Bull, yeah, no, I know. The I eyes want, and the thing, I yeah. I want the big eyes. Well, that's okay. We, we had this yard sale a few days ago, I thought of Janice. This oh, this no. old lady, she <laughs> she buys all these books, right? <laughs> and she go, I go, can I help you find anything else? And she looks at me and she goes... More time would be nice, son. <laughs> and I just didn't know what to say. I love that you thought of Janice, though. Yeah, well, because you're talking about Janice lady. being the old hen here. Yeah, old hen. I think, yeah, are we to finish this segment? Oh, I think we're done. Yeah, thank you. segment where you got mad at me about the sock hop i got mad at you because you were you were you were wanting me to do something i didn't want to do mm-hmm. and I, I was uncomfortable no you said i'm going to a sock hop and i said no you won't go and you said yes i will <laughs> did you go <laughs> i believe i said oh you yeah i remember i got mad at you in the segment because i as i listened to it i went oh man i just i got mad at mama I, because I was trying to help you realize your intimacy issues and move through it. And you said, a sock hop. And I was like, a sock hop? You're going to a sock hop? And a sock hop. Yes, I am. And then I was like, you're not going to go to a sock hop. And you said, that was a sock hop, Janice. I didn't go. Nope. What a shocker. No, it wasn't my fault. The, the day started out great, and then I got kind of a call from a family family member that we've done a segment about before who kind of just feels like he's after my, you know. Soul. Soul. <laughs> and so I was, I thought, you know what, I'm going ch- to change my mood. So I went out to the garden, and I started weeding. The weeding again. The weeding, mm-hmm. and I was weeding and feeling good, and and because it's light up up in the north, the north up here, it's mm-hmm. light light till like quarter after ten, ten thirty. So you lose track of time. Mm-hmm. And then I went, and I looked at the time, and it was like nine o'clock. And I went, oh to hell with it. I'm happy. I'm just gonna hang out here with the, in the guard in the pea patch with the dogs. But if I really dug down to it, I did mm-hmm. I did go on the line, and I looked at kind of where it was, mm-hmm. and it was in a restaurant the sock hop and i just i need if i'm gonna go out i need darkness <laughs> i need dark places because <laughs> i'm shy and i also because i don't drink anymore i don't have that kind of i hate to say it but drinking kind of gave me a certain amount of i hate to say this but it true gave me a certain amount of kind of wacky confidence to go out there and just like hey hey how are you you want to dance come on let's dance Woo! you know and not worry about it now for me to dance it's just like you know like a hockey player it's just like <laughs> it's 
stiff Sally. <laughs> I'm I don't have that can can rhythm. I lost my yeah. I mean, I know that's not the way I dance, but that's what it feels Janice, like. No one goes to a sock hop. <clears throat> I tried yeah, I, to tell you this. And no, you I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I got mad at you because you wanted <clears throat> you to not die alone. Yes, that was my goal. I'm not gonna die alone. It's it's so cool. Yeah, I didn't go to the sock hop, but I will go to something else. There'll be another event, I'm sure, in the Vancouver area at some point. Mm-hmm. Where, A line know. dancing party. I do love line dancing. I love line dancing, and I'm good at that. And you see, then I feel good about dancing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you don't have to. You you just you have to follow. You have to follow something. It's it's uh, uh, constructed. Okay. You know the boot like the uh, slap leather. One. See if we had a little bit of uh, uh, Clint Black right now, I could really show you some stuff. You'd go, oh my God, look at that! Look at that old gal move. Okay. Oh. Damn it. Damn it. Are you pull a groin or no, something? No, I laughed too hard. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> Damn it. Can we take a break? <laughs> oh, it happens. Oh, damn it. I'm going to have to stop at Target on the way. I won't be able to get in the plane with Target and buy a three-pack of Fruit of Loops. <laughs> Anyway, okay. what was the question again? There was no question. No, nope. this is not even a segment. This nope. was just you were mad. You're mad at me because I didn't go to the sock hop. No, no, I'm proving my point that I was right once again that you were not ever going to go to the sock hop. And I am. <laughs> no, I probably, if I really got truthful with you, no. But I did buy the ticket. I did buy the ticket. It was twenty dollar ticket. Okay. Twenty dollars. Okay. So you're also irresponsible with your money, is what you're saying. No, I just figured it went to the fund to help buy uh, maybe some snacks. Wow. We need sound effects. That that wasn't good enough for you? (laughs) That wheeze is good. Okay. What's the point of this in this conversation? Except boring people. We're boring people. No, no. I always, always have to get an I told you so in there. Is that like, your takeaway for, for for our for our, our friends listening? No, it's I'm not actually giving them takeaway. I'm what I'm doing is letting them know that uh I'm always right. Oh, that's what this point is. So when I label no. the segment, when I put the segment Jillian's up always right. and I send it to the iTunes mm-hmm. people and say, oh, this segment's called Jillian's Always Right. Jillian's Always Right. All righty then. There's yeah. it. I guess now that now it's time for some uh, musical interlude and then we'll get to the next segment. All right. That was the Jillian's Always Right segment. <laughs> Okay, everybody, giveaway time. So our new sponsor, Audible.com, is giving away a free audiobook and a 30-day trial to Audible.com. Very cool. Yeah, I know it is. I know it is. So um, I saw Gatsby recently. I haven't seen it yet. It's awesome. And I reread the book. I haven't read the book. 
Well, see. Well, I'm not only are you a dumb person, but <laughs> now don't be me. Two years. I'm just going to tell my listeners that I used my free download on Gatsby because it's a great work of literature and smart people read those. Okay. Um, but you don't have to. No. So for the for 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 all all of my listeners, I suggest Gatsby. <clears throat> but you can get any book you want and they carry titles across the board. In health and wellness, business, classics, fiction, history, romance, mysteries, thrillers, sci-fi, fantasy, self-development. Janice, you need one in self-development. Yeah. Oh, there's a book called Lean In. I hear it's good. Look into it. Okay. www.audiblepodcast.com slash exercise to get your free book and free trial membership. And how do you spell that, Jillian? That's www.audiblepodcast.com, C-O-M, slash exercise, E-X-E-R-C-I-S-E. Very cool. back and Carl would like to have a word with you. Oh wow Janice yes. with you. With you. Woo. <laughs> Hi Carl what's going on? Hi Julian well I'm calling from Quebec in fact. Ah. Um, yeah up north and I have a little accent because uh, French is actually my first language so. Ooh, very sexy <laughs> Carl. Say, oh nice. Say like something that. French. Say something French for us. Um, je suis un grand fan de Julian Michaels. I don't know what you said but that's hot. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I said I, I said I'm a big fan of Jillian Michaels. Even hotter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, honey. Uh, How can we yeah, help? It's okay. Uh, uh, well, uh, I would like to talk to you about the fact that um, I was uh, I was overweight uh, up until college, okay. and uh, ended up uh, morbidly obese at the beginning of my twenties. And in 2010, I was uh, 34 at the time, a father of two, and I decided to change my life to become a better role model for my kids. Mm. Um, I ended up losing 100 pounds. I ran, uh, I ran a half marathon, a full one, a triathlon. Wow. I, got I got certified as a personal trainer. Uh, I launched initiatives to get people moving on the web and in my community, and I had the chance to participate in two great uh, TV projects up here concerning uh, obesity and weight loss. That's great. Yeah, and I actually just quitted the job of uh, the last 15 years to fully work as a trainer, coach, motivational speaker, and work on TV projects. Okay. But I have to, uh, I have to admit that I have days when I still feel like I'm an imposter. What does so, that mean, like you're an imposter? I don't, well, I, I was wondering if, uh, since we had a lot of similarities mm -hmm. uh, between my story and yours, mm -hmm. uh, when did you stop, like, doubting yourself toward your work? And especially, okay. when did you stop doubting yourself and your relationship towards food? Okay. Well, all right. So first, tell me what in particular happens that makes you feel like an imposter. Well, uh I don't know. Since I'm helping people to get control on mm -hmm. their life, sure. uh, from time to time, I I still have episodes where I feel like I don't have the control over my own life. So uh, I still have uh, I still have doubt about how I'm um, how I'm dealing with food. I still have urge urges from time to time about 
uh, huge uh, sugary stuff or, you know, so. Would you think still, ever that that just goes away? That would make you not human. <laughs> that would, yeah, that I know. Would, but... That would make you less than, you not less than human, that would make you superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I, I mean, first of all, when you look at a lot of people who go into their various professions, often they, the things that they've struggled with in life and overcome is what has given them the passion to do what they do. So yeah. whether it's a therapist who had a difficult upbringing or uh, a, a trainer who struggled with weight. Um, and when you look at Susie Orman, here was a woman that lost everything financially and out of uh, that financial destruction and uh, having been a victim of bad advice, ended up learning everything that she could about money and investments and became you know the, the money guru in, in America, if not she I don't know her international status, but um, yeah. so the, the people who go into um, these types of fields are very often people who have struggled with these issues. And that's what made them become an expert. So if you don't really struggle with something, you're never really compelled to learn about it. So for me, I, I learned about weight loss and fitness and nutrition because I was a fat kid. So it was always yeah. a quest to lose weight and get more fit and look better and feel more confident. And, you know, and then, of course, I got older and it became about, you know, the quality of my life and achieving goals and, you know, overcoming demons and this and that. But that is what makes you, A, relatable and B, uh, what has prompted you to learn everything that there is to know. So, yeah. sure, I mean, of course there are, there are days of backslides and cravings and urges, and what I do when I feel that way is I just practice balance. So I, I realize that perfect doesn't exist. It literally does not exist. And when yeah. I want something, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to have an entire pint of ice cream, but I'll allow myself to have um, 300 calories worth. And when I do, I'll, uh, you know, instead of having like, the second helping, we had Indian food last night. I didn't have a second helping of Indian food. Instead, I had 300 calories worth of ice cream. And I'm like, you know, I just work it in there. I find balance for yeah. it. So I just think that I just think that it's because actually my weight loss went pretty fast, even though I had decided that I had plenty of time because I wanted to actually learn what was a portion and and just eat well. So seriously, I had given myself like six years, but I actually lost 100 pounds in 10 months. Wow. And yeah, That's great. and I think that you know now I'm I'm helping people, and some of those people have to actually lose the emotional weight before they can actually get rid of the physical weight. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think I think I was one of those uh, lucky guy that just trained hard and ate better, and actually ended up losing a lot of weight pretty easily. I would say. And now I've been working. I mean, I I would say that you did the right things and your body cooperated, but eating right and working out is never easy. No, but I mean, um, I think it's just because now for the last year and a half, I've been working more on the emotional weight and actually, um, you know, just making the right choice, but emotionally, just not towards just food and training. Yeah. And and I don't you know I had like big discussions with my mom with my dad stuff yeah, like that and sure. and I think I'm I'm kind of just uh, I don't know I, I think I'm a bit over overwhelmed these days about uh, just uh, you know even though I'm still thinking about when I'll be forty I'll be like 
just perfect. I think I'm just looking for uh, a break for something like that, or it just maybe. Sweetie, that I there's no just... such thing as perfect. And yeah, I, this I <laughs> this one um, self help guru, uh, he goes by the name Ram Das, even though I can't for the friggin' life of me remember what his actual name was. Okay. And he's the, he was like this big guru who worked with Timothy Leary, and he once said, "If you think you're evolved, go home for the weekend." <laughs> like go home to your parents' house for the weekend. And yeah. even though I know like all there is to know about how to overcome, well, not all there is to know, but I know a lot about yeah. uh, understanding myself and working through my issues and tackling my demons. I got a letter from my little sister and I really thought that I had gotten to a good place where I don't, I don't speak to my dad because he's destructive, but yeah. I thought that I had, I really was like, I'm at peace. Like, I wish him well. I forgive him. Yeah. You know, I, I hope everything goes okay in his life. Like, he hasn't become a better human being, so, like, I can't have him in my life. But I got to this place where I wasn't ruled by my anger. So I get this letter from my little sister the other day, who she's she's 20 years old, and my dad had done something particularly awful to her. And I just it brought me right back to that place and i i yeah. i'm just going to be truthful of wishing he was dead and in the letter she's like why won't he just die already and i got to tell you i've never said it around my brother or sister because i didn't you know they're much younger than me my brother's 23 yeah. my sister's 20 and it's like but i used to talk about it like with my shrink with heidi and i was like i just wish he would die because then it's like we could just move on. He's like a wrecking ball. And, yeah. you know, and I was, and I like to wish your father was dead is kind of like a really horrible, horrible feeling. Like you really feel like you're a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. And I got to this place where I was like, he's just damaged. He's just wounded. Poor little wounded bird. Like, And I, I really thought that I had like evolved out of it. And I got that letter from my sister and right away was like, die, you son of a bitch. Just yeah. die. So, listen to me. My my point here is not that I am homicidal, uh, which clearly I I have tendencies, but more to the fact, honey, that it's normal to like to have these moments and to have these feelings and to struggle. And the key is to recognize them and get control of them as quickly as possible. I'm not gonna show up to my dad's house and shoot him. So <laughs> to me, that's winning. It's like I have those feelings. I feel like yeah. I've backslided. But I'm like, all right, here's what's going on. You know, here's how I'm going to handle it. Here's the most productive way to respond to it. But you have to give yourself permission. You know yeah. what I mean? You've got to give yourself permission to to have those feelings and to have those moments and to accept that this is an ongoing struggle. And as you begin to accept it, it will become much easier to manage i don't judge myself when i eat crap i don't judge myself when i want to kill my father i go oh here we go again all right let me get out the tools in the toolbox and try to get control of this thing and and that's how you do it babe and and you're not a you're not an imposter you are you're walking the walk you're talking the talk from experience yeah well i think that just the fact that you just to know, actually, that you go through that, you you also go through that. I think uh, absolutely. It's going to, it, I think it's going to help me a lot. In fact, uh, I just you know I've been I've been thinking about you a lot when I do different stuff, when I train people, and but I think that just uh, knowing that we kind of had that actual link will help me a lot. So um, 
I, I would like to thank you. I would like to tell you that uh, for me it was, I mean, uh, really special to be talking to you uh, today. And I would also like to tell you that um, I'm actually, uh, I, I pretty much told you all my story except for the fact that I'm now uh, Subway Canada's Commit to Fit ambassador. Oh. And uh, that I'm going to be at the CanFit Pro. Oh, so excellent! You, yeah, so if you want to come and see me at the Subway Commit to Fit booth, please do. It will be my pleasure to meet you. Oh, I would love to. I will definitely come say hello. Cool. Right, I'm really happy. <laughs> oh, me too. Have a great day. Take care, Jillian. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Carl. Oh, so cute. I'm really happy. Lou says that to me. Mama? Yes, honey. I'm happy. Have you seen her do that? <laughs> She's a happy kid. I'm happy. I'm happy. She just, oh, it's like, I, I love when she has moments of happiness because I know what that feels like, but she just wants me to know. Like something's going on and it makes her happy. Mama? Yes, sweetie. I'm happy. <laughs> oh, I'm really happy. That kid's amazing. Yep. She's she just, I've she never, is. I've never seen, I wouldn't know any kind of little human that just, Mama? Yes, sweetie. I'm happy. And then the baby's like this. <laughs> He's just like me. He is just like me. He is a terrorist, that kid. Oh, he is just God. like me. And she's just like Heidi. I'm happy. And the baby's like, I'm pissed. <laughs> just all the time. Well, Missy. Yep. We we'll call it a day. Goodbye. Good. Good. Goodbye. I have a happy toddler to get home to and a furious one-year-old. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Dissatisfied one-year-old. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger schleichinger i've been friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me 
takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. <laughs>